Well, great. If you have your Bibles, uh, please turn with me to Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. Uh, we know that this, uh, this, this text is just on the heels of, of Pentecost and uh, 3,000 being added to the number of the church. And uh, I think what's extraordinary about Acts 2.42 is not only the role it played in the uh, Protestant Reformation and the Reformation of worship, um, uh, but also showing what the church was devoted to. Uh, and, uh, and we're going to look at this, this verse and then uh, flip over to 1 Thessalonians uh, 5, uh, 16 through 18. Uh, Acts 2 and verse 42, and they, that is these early Christians, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers, uh, the definite article that's there in the Greek, the prayers, the breaking of bread, uh, this, this makes it a corporate worship, corporate fellowship, corporate prayer. And uh, so what we are doing today, of course, is not Lord's Day worship, but it is uh, something the early church was committed to, uh, to gather together to, to pray and to call upon the name of the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter uh, four. Um, actually, chapter 5 and verse uh, 16. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Uh, people are always asking what the will of God is for their lives. Well, we don't have to ask that question here. We know what it is. It's to rejoice always in every circumstance uh, to pray without ceasing, to live a life and a lifestyle of prayer uh, and to give thanks as we, we pray. Uh, and so uh, and some important verses, I think, um, uh, to consider as we consider the subject of prayer uh, for just a few minutes. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for your word and uh, for uh, promising that your word is truth and that you sanctify us by it. Uh, we also know, Lord, that you sanctify us through the means of prayer. And uh, Lord, as we uh, consider what it means to grow as Christians, to mature as your disciples, uh, Lord, we know that prayer plays a vital role in that and is a, a gift that you've given to us that we might uh, commune with you and, and grow in the grace and knowledge uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, we know that prayer doesn't change you, for you are immutable, but it certainly changes us, and we thank you uh, for this gift. And uh, would you bless this brief time together, uh, considering the subject of prayer, uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you're like me, you love uh, that hymn by Joseph Scriven, uh, written in 1855, What a Friend We Have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Not just some things, not just most things, but everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Uh, these, these words, of course, remind us of the uh, the preciousness of having Jesus as our friend, our mediator, a friend that sticks closer than a brother, a savior, 
um, our, our prophet, priest, and king, but it also reminds us of the glorious privilege that we have to come before his throne of grace uh, and to bring everything uh, to God in prayer, uh, to boldly approach the throne of grace at any moment and to speak to our loving Heavenly Father. And there are many, many things we can say about prayer, of course. Uh, prayer, uh, along with uh, word and sacraments, uh, is a means of grace. It's a means of grace, a means by which we, as God's redeemed children, receive grace and blessing. It's a, it's a holy exercise of dependence upon our omnipotent God. Uh, what does it mean to depend upon God? It means to pray. It means to wait upon him and to trust him. Uh, in prayer. Uh, prayer is uh, an authentic response to all that God is and all that he has done. Um, last night in our family worship, we uh, read Psalm 105, and we read about all the great works that the Lord has done, uh, in, in particularly in the Old Covenant. And uh, that's a part of praying, is, is remembering and reflecting upon all the great things he has done, even as we ask him for things in the future, according to his will and for his glory. Uh, prayer is God's ordained means by which he sets into motion his sovereign decrees. Uh, some like to ask the question, why pray if God already knows and if he's already purposed all things? In other words, why pray if God is sovereign? Now, the real question is, why pray if he is not sovereign? <laughs> uh, because he would be weak and unable to do the things that he is promise to do? Well, uh, prayer is God's ordained means by which he sets into motion his sovereign decrees. It's also a means of sanctification whereby God grows and matures his children. Uh, and isn't it true as well that when we approach uh, our Heavenly Father in prayer, uh, that there's a pro profound sense uh, that God is near to us, uh, that we are comforted by his sweet presence and assured of his steadfast love, uh, I love what 17th century Puritan Thomas Brooks says about uh, prayer. Quote, ah, how often Christians hath God kissed you at the beginning of prayer and spoken peace to you in the midst of prayer and filled you with joy and assurance upon the close of prayer. Isn't it true? Uh, oftentimes when we come to the throne of grace, even reluctantly or go to a prayer meeting that we are not uh, excited to go to, maybe our hearts are cold, but in the midst of it, we sense God's presence in a powerful way, and by the end of it, we don't want to stop. Uh, it's the way the Lord draws near to us. Prayer is one of the greatest gifts that God has given to his church and has given to individual uh, Christians. And yet, interestingly, it's uh, one of those um, disciplines that is one of the most neglected uh, uh, in the church today and always has been, actually. There's a an extraordinary prayerlessness amongst our churches. Prayer meetings are are uh, have disappeared or are disappearing or if you if if they exist they're very poorly attended um we do not have the impulse to pray as we ought as christian believers and of course that reflects uh, poorly upon our understanding of prayer uh, what prayer is what prayer does and how god uses it um, in in our lives of course it's not just an evangelical americans who struggle to pray uh, people god's people have always struggled to pray we've seen that of course in the garden of gethsemane on the eve of christ's death what does he ask his disciples to do will you watch and pray they couldn't even do that they fell asleep um and uh 
those of us who have fallen asleep during uh, the pastoral prayer, where I hope I don't fall asleep during that, that'd be trouble. Um, but uh, we've all gotten weary during, during prayer. And so we don't point fingers at the disciples, but uh, we see that it, it has been a struggle for Christians to pray uh, for ages. And we've always been deficient in, in prayer, but prayer is a means of grace. It's a means of our sanctification. And so it must be a regular uh, and consistent part of our lives as Christian believers, which is why I'm so pleased um, that Sermon Audio, uh, Stephen is, is making this a priority in the Sermon Audio orbit and uh, encouraging people to pray. Um, how do we know that prayer is emphasized in the church? First Thessalonians 1, 2, and 3, Paul writes, We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers. Uh, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, 3 through 5, I thank my God and all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel until now. Romans 1, 9 and 10, for God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing, I mention you always in my prayers. Colossians 1.3, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Ephesians 1.15 and 16, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And so praying for the apostles, and of course, they're modeling this for the, the people of God. It's, it's, a, it's a way of life. It's, it's what they do. Uh, it's part of the warp and woof of the Christian life. And and really, uh, while I can't expand on this today because of time, we really should think of our commitment to prayer in three ways, corporately, in our families, and individually. And so it is so important that churches and ministers take seriously the role of prayer in corporate worship and also in, in the congregational prayer meetings. It really needs to be a priority. We see that in the early church in Acts 2.42. They were devoted to these things, and so must uh, we be devoted uh, to prayer. Family prayer. Um, what, a, what, a, what a blessing a, a family prayer is that uh, fathers and heads of home um, uh, leading their families in prayer. Uh, it, it's, it, it should be that holy rhythm of the, of the household to gather together, to open God's word, to read his word, and to pray. Um, it, it brings the family before God in his presence uh, daily. It cultivates unity in the home. It brings a sense of peace and order. It humbles us and reminds us that we are all under God's rule. And, uh, and when the truth is prayed, because our prayer should echo the truth of God's word, we grow uh, when we receive it and pray all these things uh, with faith. Uh, and so finally, private prayer. Um, my friends, we make appointments all the time. We put things on our calendars. Um, we really should have a, a regular time of, of, of prayer. It should be part of the rhythm of our Christian lives that we set apart time for personal prayer. And so um, let's be committed to these things. Uh, even as the apostles were, even as the early Christians were, uh, let's recommit ourselves to be men and women uh, of prayer uh, for the glory of God and uh, in dependence upon him. Thank, thank the Lord that Christ died for us and made a way for us to approach the throne of grace. Dear ones, remember this, prayer is not a right. Uh, prayer is a privilege that's been purchased for us with the blood of Christ. And so let us 
let us pray with that in mind, remembering that we come in the name of Christ and for the glory of Christ um, and, and, and with the word of Christ, pouring out our souls uh, to the Lord. Amen.